0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Some scattered showers being seen through parts of the upper Midwest for some much needed rain as we've watched that drought map continue to grow. But we're going to talk about one area that has had just way too much rain. Add to what is the overall morale? What's the feel of what's happening in the market trades? And of course, we'll look at what's been happening on the livestock front as well. Oh, and don't forget, May contracts went off the board today. Darren Fessler is joining us with lakefront futures and darren before we started this i think you you said it well thank goodness when it comes to this may contract
1: yeah we can really get that off the board obviously this contract has not treated anybody really good from a producer standpoint and we can really start focusing on some more of those front months which is pretty it has been focusing on the july board right now But at least we get the may completely off really start focusing on july september december at this point point. And, you know, we're getting into that seasonal pattern where we should start seeing some little bit more bullish price action in, in the corn in particular. Uh, just haven't seen it yet. Um, uh, and so we just need to continue to probably be patient here and, and get some targets in place because I, I do think that we're going to get some type of a seasonal bounce here or some type of, of move higher here, even though the fundamental picture may not appear all that positive at the moment.
0: You know, you look at the numbers overall today on the grains, and it wasn't that bad of a picture, especially considering what we've seen already this week.
1: No, it, it, it's not terrible. I mean, the, the beans are a little bit disappointing because, they, you know, you look at, you know, you extrapolate out what potentially could happen. If we run into some weather here, we're already dealing with a projected carryout of $405 million for this new crop year. But what if China does come back? We have been seeing some decent flash sales almost on a daily basis here, at least this week, uh, more beans being sold to China. And you look at some of the port issues that are going on in Brazil, South America right now, and and a lot of those port workers are contracting the virus. So could that push more of these exports or these, you know, the the initially, like, if, if China needed some more beans, could it push more, you know, exports back to the United States market? I think it could, and, and if let's say we you look at the drought monitor, the drought continues to move a little eastward, a little northeaster, you know, Iowa is now in this. So there are so many things I think this market is, is not really calculating for right now, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm not jumping off the, the bearish kind of camp here, I still think that there's opportunities that this market still can present. Because of the, all the uncertainties that still lie ahead in this crop year, so the beans are a little bit disappointing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, put beans in in the bearish camp right now. I do think if you run into weather, you start taking maybe a two or three bushel off of what potentially could happen. Boy, these beans could be really explosive.
0: And You brought up China, and earlier in the week we had seen that Beijing and and one of their newspapers had said they wanted to redo. This phase one trade agreement, of course, the president is saying no way. Trade talks—the once—is that going to weigh, reweigh, I should say, back on these markets?
1: I think it could. I, I don't think it's going to. I think it's a headline risk. Uh, I don't think there's any meat behind it, so to speak. But you know, you see these headlines, you see some of these talks that the that, that potentially could happen. Uh, to me, it's it's something that just puts another step back into these markets and and really takes its focus off what what's really important here. And it's one, continued export demand and, and how this crop gets off to the start and how it gets going throughout really the, the bulk of the growing year. But right now, I, th- I think the market, once once we get the maize off today, they're going to have a refocus here on seasonals and how this crop is turning out.
0: So let's talk about the feels of this market. As you look in general at what's been happening, grain and livestock what is the the action that you're getting uh, from your customers and clients?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a story of uh, really weak morale, um, and and it's it's been that way for quite some time. And but uh, it's a situation we're in, it, it's, and it's one of the reasons why I always stress that you, you got to have some type of strategy, or some type of a structure in place with targets in case we get these really these really quick bounces higher near resistance levels or levels where Technically and fundamentally we probably should be rewarding the rally from a hedge basis or even from uh, from a cash basis. So it's it's really getting that plan in place. I know the situation obviously is not good in many parts of the country. North Dakota obviously is a really bad situation right now, but most of the country right now. We're we're dealing with prices that for most people are below break even. So really getting those rallies is obviously critical but rewarding them somehow some way because I don't think if everything pans out and we don't have the weather issues and we don't have substantially increased demand – Yes, the, the stars could align here really well for the bears, and that would not be a really good picture as we move forward, but it's just rewarding those rallies when they do happen.
0: So looking at the ethanol market, I know there was some earlier talk today. I'm, I'm trying to pull up my notes on it in that regard, but it was talking about um, maybe some stability. That's what it was coming into this trade. Is it going to happen on the short term, or are we looking farther down the road?
1: The ethanol numbers out, if you're looking at production and stocks this week, yes, there could be somewhat of a bottom in here, and you look at what happened in crude oil the past two weeks, three weeks now, uh, really positive price action. Today, right now, we're up over 8%. That's really, really encouraging if you look at it on the ethanol side, but I think because of the lost production and the demand destruction over the last six to eight weeks, It's going to take some time, but I think we're getting closer to that. Hopefully, knock on wood, that bottoming in ethanol.
0: What else are we going to see within the demand uh, feed-wise because of this ethanol market and the DDGs?
1: I I still think that 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 issue with the DDGs could, could linger on for some time here. There's always that other side of the coin where you could switch to some other pack of protein products. And I know I have other producers that are doing that as well.
0: All right, well stick around folks. We do have a lot more coming up. We'll look at the flip side of what we're seeing in this market trade for the livestock and the struggle we know that continues to happen. More's coming up. It's the Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. It's- Welcome back to the final, final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fessler is joining us with Lakefront Futures. And before we talk livestock, want to let folks know if they head over to our Facebook or our Twitter page uh, tomorrow morning, you'll get to see this week's version of Trading Bits and Bites. So we'll go into kind of in-depth on what we're seeing in the markets, uh, kind of a look back on the week in general as well. And Darren is our guest this week, so check that out. It'll be out there about 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow morning, so you're not going to want to miss that. Well, Darren, Let's look at the uh, craziness of this cattle market. Another rough day for them, not what we need to see for these cattle producers.
1: No, it, it's, it, it's been, I've been very vocal on the packer issue. I've, I've said this numerous times, but it, you know, I've had a feeling, you know, once we looked at box beef numbers and choice started kind of pulling back here the last couple of days, first time actually really pulled back since early Early April, Select has done it the same same thing as well. But there is a really big, and it continues to be a big disconnect between what cash cattle prices are doing and what the board prices are doing. And it's it's funny that we have all of a sudden we the Packers have really changed their tone all of a sudden, where they were you know bidding hardly anything, and then they would give you give you a little bit more here, and then all of a sudden next week have an entirely different type of price that's higher. So Something I think could be happening within the the packing industry where they're realizing maybe just maybe the demand is so strong that well boy we maybe we may not have the cattle there even though we have the physical cattle they may have cut themselves a little bit short here I, I think that could potentially could happen but again we need to get the more and more capacity on and it could be one of the issues as well from a from a negative side whereas you know from the retail man people don't want to pay 8 dollars for a pound of beef uh, and that that's something that's probably going to uh hurt this market you know you know from a bearish standpoint but all in all, we've had a decent run in this cattle, but we've also ran up against some some technically resistance levels too. So to see a little bit of a breather here is it's is not too shocking for me to see.
0: You know, and, and closely folks have been watching these box beef prices. Now they said they move lower, but still we're looking at four fifty seven sixty one. And it keeps making you wonder how long are we going to push before it's it's four seventy five? Or are we now Darren, on the backside, and we're starting to see it decrease a little bit. Uh,
1: You know, I think as, as, you know, once we start opening more and more of this economy up and we we get more of the capacity back online, I could really see these box beef numbers coming back to some somewhat normal levels. Uh, Now, granted, I mean, if you take a look just from basically April 18th, when this thing really started rocking and rolling. We were talking about choice and select somewhere south of 230 now we're talking stuff north of 450 so to have it pull back from a from a standpoint of just normalizing shouldn't be too much of a surprise either but i really think the longer term i think the question is okay we we got to get the kill capacity back up and the slaughter numbers back up but how much really i mean you could be looking at a a ton of cattle probably a million head or so that really hadn't been slaughtered over this you know normal time where they would have you know normally been processed so that that capacity uh, has to come back online or you know you, you could theoretically see some lower cattle prices to come here just because you you got some of this cattle backed up
0: now the hogs have been able kind of to hold their own are we going to be able to keep that up
1: you know, if you look at the June hog market, one of the things I always tell people, you gotta follow the 20-day exponential moving average. It really is going to give you a signal of where this market may continue to trend or kind of break down. And yesterday we got close below that 20-day on the June. And you you pretty much settled at it today here. But keep in mind, June is, you know, you're up, you know, from the high to low. <laughs> you made over a $20 run there. So you have, again, it had a little bit of a breather there is probably not too surprising. I think the industry as as a whole though, it still has a lot of difficult situations ahead here. That's why we we still gotta safely and healthy get this economy back open again, really for the sake of of small business and and the economy as a whole.
0: So looking at what has been going on for both the cattle and the hogs, what type of optimism or, or really honest truth can you give these guys as they look into the rest of the summer months?
1: Well, I, th- I think you look at the, the overall complex, and, and not just the livestock, but I think these markets are going to be wild for a, l- a long period of time because of the uncertainty in the job picture. But you start looking at some of these really deferred months, these April, these June of 21 cattle, they start getting pulled back here. Boy, it—you it, know—you know, historic, historically, these prices don't like to stay below a buck very long, and it could be a really attractive area for guys looking to buy some cattle in my opinion.
0: All right. Sounds good, Darren. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you?
1: They can reach me directly at 402-366-0423, and they can find us on all the social media pages.
0: All right, thanks so much. Darren Fessler has been joining us. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss, and they are not suitable for all investors. That is this day's Fontenelle Final Bell, being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. You can check this out as a podcast at our website at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe for your favorite podcasts, and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.